Hey everyone and welcome to 121 in Flux, I am Peter, that is Connor and we talk about movies on this show, we are catching up on 2019 movies and in this episode we are looking at The Farewell, which is a film about a a Chinese grandmother who has cancer, she is terminal, she is told that, she, well she's not told, that's actually that's the point of the movie, she's not told anything, uh, but her family knows that she's dying and they essentially stage a fakeish wedding just as an excuse so everyone can come and visit her in China. Uh, and our main character is called Billy, uh, played by Aquafina, and she is kind of like the, you know, she's mostly grown up in America. She's kind of, you know, she's got this kind of clash of cultures sort of in her personality. Yeah, that's kind of a she theme. moved when she was pretty young. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of a big theme of the, the film. But she goes back and she doesn't understand why no one's telling her grandmother, uh, Nene, that she's going to die. And everyone's sort of going through this motions of pretending that everything's okay and struggling in parts. But that's generally the basis of the film. And it's based on a true story. In fact, the opening of the movie starts with a bit of text. It says, based on a true lie or something to that effect. It's a nice play on words to kind of, you know, like set up the... It's a little bit different. Set up the tone of the story a little bit because I I would say this is a drama first and a bit of a comedy second. But there is definitely a bit of wit in there. There's definitely a bit of comedy here that's sprinkled. There are funny things undoubtedly yeah i guess maybe just in the sense that it's kind of goes for this realism take on just a family so there's a lot of natural funny things that just kind of happen or are said the way people talk to each other all these kind of things uh that just kind of come up so obviously we'll start spoiler free uh we'll give you a warning before we get the spoilers in the middle um the film i mean first of all i mean obviously i usually ask you you know did did you like the movie uh i'm going to assume the answer is yes it is, yeah. That, oh, that seems like a, a bold assumption on your part, though. Given some of the movies you've asked me about that in the past. Aye. That does seem like a sure bet. Well, I mean, yeah, but you've asked me about that, about movies that are much safer bets than this. Well, yeah, I feel like shaking things up. Mm, okay. All right. I, really I like it. Stick, stick, to, stick to your standards. Because um, the movie is good, the movie is very solid. It's the performances, the writing, uh, direction is very laid back and kind of like you know, very reserved. Uh, probably quite as it natural. Yeah, probably as it should be in a story like this because it wants to kind of just bask in the realism of it almost. I mean, yeah. given that it is based on a true story, uh, it's it's not a surprise that it comes across very uh, authentic. And I think a big part of like what makes this film tick uh, outside of just the, the obviously the, the acting. Uh, is in the script is you know the coming from the experiences of the director uh, who, whose name i will just get so that we're not just saying the director the whole time uh, lily wang um i'm going to have to make an assumption here and assume that she's also someone who moved to america uh when she was young and i think so yeah because so much of this film is kind of about the clash of cultures between the two and how billy the main character doesn't really feel like she understands why they're doing what they're doing and there's a lot of talk about you know why her family chose to move to america uh what the rest of the family think about that and there's a sort of an american versus china kind of debate that goes on here or there throughout the film um and it's never like super in your face it's never like it ever becomes like a sort of like a point of actual conflict really it's, it's more just a sort of normal it's, it's family a... debate yeah. i guess because I think it's interesting because uh, so obviously her parents moved to America, but like her uncle, they moved to Japan, and obviously while it's still a different country culturally, it's a lot closer. Um, so they they don't quite have the 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 culture mash that they do as as opposed to with the Americans. Yeah, um, but Billy 
you know, actually, it's one of the things that I love is when a movie opens with a, a mission statement. And I think this movie actually does that very well. And I didn't necessarily get it at the start of the movie. It wasn't until later when it kind of clicked in place what the opening did. Is the opening, she's on the phone with her grandma, with, with uh, Nene. Uh, Nene's in the hospital and she's waiting for, you know, results or whatever. She's sitting there and she's, she's talking to her. And because of the time difference, it's about 12 hours ahead uh, mm. in China. So, or the other way around. Either way, she's surprised. She's surprised Billy's still up. She's like, what? It's only 12 hours. It's only 7 p.m. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's not that late. Um, and there's a moment where she gets interrupted by, like, a, you know, a charity clipboard mugger in the street. Uh, uh, mugger. Mugger, yes. They come up and try to take your money. Um, and she's asking her, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she signs it and she's like, oh, I was going to be mean, but I used to do this job. And she's like, oh, did you get fired? No, no, I quit because I, I knew I was going to get fired. And she walks off. That little exchange, it's just, a, it's like a funny little bit to make you kind of like her because it's a little bit of humor. But when you actually look at it through the context of the rest of the film, what actually happens in that scene is she tells us that she wasn't ready to accept that something would end out of her control. She had to take it into her own hands and end it herself. Now, whether or not it actually happened, that's irrelevant. I mean, she may just be cracking a joke here, but mm. thematically it still works because she took something that was not out of, out of her control, took it to, into her own hands and ended it in her terms because she felt like to her that was important. She feels like that's the way she thinks about things, is that she yeah. does it on her terms when she decides how she wants to. And she can't understand why everyone in her family are like, no, no, we can't tell her, so she won't know. We'll we'll have the burden of the of the the fear of death. We'll have the burden of the the grief and the misery. We'll let her have a happy last last you know, couple of months, yeah, however long it's expected. Yeah, whatever it's going to be. Um, and so that is kind of the culture shock is that she she's you know this independent person, or you know, she, and it's not like her life is easy. We see that she's struggling with bills. We see that she's not getting the the fellowship she wants. You know, this is all in the opening of the movie. You know, she's 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 struggling. She's living in New York and she's not doing amazingly. Um, but she has this independent kind of streak to her, which that's who she is, and that's how she understands things. So, um, and it's her it's. Her who has the arc in the movie, like the, the, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's I mean, she's the protagonist. Obviously, it should be, but um, you know, it's not Nene. Nene, like, obviously, has a it's lot of great scenes. Nene is essentially the MacGuffin. And yeah, in a lot of ways, she is. Um, but unlike a lot of MacGuffins, she does actually get a lot more character, so that you actually do care about her by the time. Yeah, you... yeah. I I didn't mean that in a, in a yeah. bad way. I'm not I'm not saying she is underwritten or anything like that. Just in terms of if you're looking at it from a plot and how her function in the, the, the sense of um, lead character's arc. That's that's what she is. Because she actually gets probably the most screen time outside of Billy. Uh, Nene. Uh, yeah, probably. Because she gets a lot of... I mean, she's top build for a start. <laughs> but she she gets a lot of scenes... I mean, there's a lot of scenes with, you know, Billy's parents and stuff like that. But I think Nene we get to see with a lot of different people. Billy, most of all. But uh, I feel like we do get a lot of her. It, 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 and I think what's interesting here is... I, I don't know if I count this... I'm mean, not that it really matters at the end of the day, but... I don't know if I count this as a foreign film or not because it's it's so bilingual, which actually works so well for the themes of the story. But it's so, and it's not so much that it's fifty-fifty. I'd say there's definitely more Mandarin or Cantonese than there is English. It's, but, yeah, it's probably like seventy-five percent. Yeah, but because our main character speaks English first, and because that feels like her natural language, whenever she goes back into it, it does truly feel like a bilingual film in that sense. It feels like we're kind of stuck between the two cultures. It does. It's it's one of those. You get every so often you get that odd film where it's foreign language, but it's all made in America or whatever, and it's like, well, is this technically a foreign film? Um, 
And this kind of feels like that a little bit in that, yeah, it's mostly foreign language, um, more, more than it isn't. And, but, you know, and it's shot, I think, in China for the most part. Yeah, but it's a um, USA produced film. Yeah. So, uh, so by, by the standard that we actually consider this, this is not a foreign film. Yeah, if you look at this on IMDb, this will just show up as a, as a US film. Yeah. Um, although, as I understand it, the Academy uh, defined the rules at one point as they're the for even though it doesn't say it in the title, it just says international feature. It's actually, it has to be in a foreign language because they actually disqualified a movie for having too much English, <laughs> even though it was from oh, really? somewhere else. Yeah, this past year. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. So, uh, I feel like that is like culturally, that's more of a, a, a signifier than just where was it, you know, who paid for it, right? Yeah, well, it's this kind of weird thing. Like, I don't, like, just because look at the Oscars this year, right? Uh, Parasite, which we already reviewed, is nominated for Best Film, right? And that's great. I, I have no disputes with that. But I do think it's a bit weird that we also have, uh, you know, Best International Film in Parasite. And I'm like, well, I wonder what one's going to win. The one that's also nominated for Best Picture. Gee, it's the same as an animated movie in the, the Best Picture nominations. It's like, well, I wonder what animated movie is going to pick up the victory in this category. Yeah, it, it makes the other category feel pointless well it's one of these things where in one hand you're like well shouldn't they just all be in best picture and but the problem is is because it's mainstream american you know movie going they're never going to win it's all i mean now don't get me wrong maybe parasite will pull up an upset this year and that'd be great but they're very rarely going to get nominated if not you know never mind win yeah this is this is the first korean film to be nominated um i think even for just the international thing let alone best picture and uh, yeah, parasite that is not very yeah, well yeah. just to... <laughs> yeah yeah oh, i said korean so i mean you know um, well because no, for, then... for a sec i thought you got that wrong i'm like oh he's talking about parasite never mind <laughs> yeah 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 and then with, with that as well like um no foreign film has ever won best picture and will parasite be the first i kind of like it to be uh, to be honest by the time a lot of people see this review will already know um but it's uh, the odds are against it however it's it's a lock for winning best international. <laughs> it is, I mean, but it is really frustrating because it's the same argument with um, like why do we separate men and women when it comes to actors? It's not a sport. It's not like they're different categories. Acting performance is it's just not. To, it's just to guarantee that there is some representation, right? Yeah, well, that, that's the problem. Uh, is that. The worry is, is that it'll just be a man that wins it every year, and that's why we have to separate it to make sure there's winners of both. And it's a really sad, sort of cynical thing where you have to think about it that way, because but it's sadly kind of true, and at least will yeah. be for a while. And and I, I understand a little bit more with the uh, the foreign films because I, you know, by by their nature, American audience will see less of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it kind of makes sense that okay, we'll give them a section where. Most years, there isn't a foreign film nominated for Best Picture at but all. And it, it, but you want them to, you know, to have some, rec- you know, recognition. But this year, it feels redundant because one's yes. in the Best Picture nominations. So, well, I guess we know which one's the preferred. It, it's basically, <laughs> a, well, this is the best one. And then here are four films that we also liked. <laughs> so that is kind of weird. But hey, uh, so, no, I don't know what I was saying before we went on that tangent, but uh, performance is very good. Um, I, I think the fact that this came from a director, a writer director, who lived through this is what makes it very authentic. Does I, I think a lot of what 
this film talks about for Billy and her her kind of like falling between these two cultures. I don't think someone who hasn't actually lived that life can can actually create that story. You know, I feel I feel like you could try, but there's a lot of nuance here that I don't think anyone else can just fill in and go. Oh, I bet it would be like this. Or not, I, I, not without a lot of research. <laughs> uh, whereas it feels very personal of a film. It feels like a film where. Uh, you know, some identity issues might have been something in her life growing up and whatever. So she's written this yeah. film as kind of a way to process sort of how she, you know, went through that journey. Um, and you know, so it's 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 a. Uh, I think the best thing it's got going for it, beyond anything else, is just how authentic it is, and just how the emotion lands in ways that aren't over the top Hollywood. Like they're very downbeat. And it kind of sneaks up on you. There's a couple of scenes towards the end where it didn't necessarily make a big deal of things in a, in a sort of traditional movie way, but halfway through the scene, I just sort of realised, oh, I get why this is such a big deal, this moment. And it just kind of... Yeah, kinda... it's quite subdued is the word I'd use it, and not not in a negative way. Um, but, you know, it's it's kind of, let's like say, it's downbeat. It's it's mostly feels relatively, like, relaxed as a film. Uh, even when there's, like, you know, bad things could, could be happening, you know, and there are, there are tenser moments... It still doesn't feel like uh, you know a, like a typical Hollywood movie, you know, in that sense. No, it feels more real. It feels more like yeah, a family of gathered together, and these are just the awkward family moments. So, yeah, you know, I think that's why it sense. feels relaxed and subdued. Is that you know, they're they're a family. They kind of know, all know each other, and you know they're pretty comfortable around each other for the most part. Yeah, although there are some of them who haven't seen each other in a long time because yeah. you know the, the two the two brothers, you know, uh, Billy's dad and the the uncle moved to different countries, you know, decades ago. I mean, they mentioned at one point in the film, this is the first time they've both been home at the same time in 25 years. So, like, they've not been seeing a lot of each other. <laughs> Maybe they've visited each other separately. And Yeah, it's, it sounds you know. like they've still been in contact quite a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like they've not talked for years. But they've not back, been back in China in 25 years together, which is, yeah. you know, interesting. And, you know, a lot of the film is about kind of legacy and about uh, the familial bond. There's a, there's a big sequence at one point where they go and visit... Uh, uh, Nene's like husband, her her late husband, has grave, um, and you know that that's one of those little things where just you know, the culture kind of shock of watching this and seeing what you know maybe not every Chinese family does but what some Chinese families do. I mean, where even I, the, the core premise is a bit of a culture shock, I think. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, I'll get to that in a second. But like the this scene has them all kind of like eating at his grave. They're, they're they're essentially using his his grave as a as a table for their picnic, and it's. And the idea is that he's sharing the meal with them. Yeah, yeah. They'll say, oh, you have to open the packet of biscuits. You have to peel the banana for him so that you can eat yeah. it. Um, it's a, a very different to, to what you typically see. Um, it's funny, actually, because obviously not exactly the same. We're talking, I'm talking about Japan here, but uh, uh, Akira Kurosawa's film, Ik- Ikaru, actually kind of... That's maybe something that maybe goes... A lot of Eastern Asia maybe shares this and is maybe... I, I don't know if this is still the case in Japan. Probably not, I imagine. But in that film, which was made in like nineteen fifty one, fifty two, uh, the plot of that film is that the, the main character is uh, has cancer, and the doctor lies to him, and says that he's fine because at that time, if it was terminal, then the the standard practice was to lie, and tell them that it was fine, um, and that's not the exact same thing that happens here. This is more the family steps in and says, no, 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 she doesn't need to know. Uh, <laughs> But it is obviously a very commonplace thing. Like uh, the doctors are all in on it, and you know, go along with the, the the stuff when they have to have checkups, and you know, don't say anything to her specifically. They wait until she's out of the room, and then talk to a family member about, okay, here's the actual truth. 
one of my favorite scenes in the movie actually is uh there's a scene about halfway through where they're at the hospital she's getting she's been coughing a little bit so she's there for like a checkup to change her medicine that's what she thinks anyway um and they're all kind of standing around and it's been and obviously we can't tell that billy's uh you know mandarin or, or whatever uh, or cantonese I, I can't tell the difference they, I, they say chinese a lot in the subtitles but i don't know if they're actually saying chinese or they were simplifying it for western speakers yeah. uh but like when we were told that she's not that great you know that's not her natural language she, she's learned english first really and she's got uh chinese as a second language yeah i got the impression that she she did speak it when she was young but she pretty moved when she was like five yeah maybe. single digits and yeah because she, she was old enough that she was doing like she played some piano before she left so she wasn't like you know two or three yeah yeah, yeah. so she was maybe in the like, like five to seven or eight range where she knew enough that you know she spoke it obviously at the time but you know at a primary school level you know it never advanced beyond that yeah um but there's a great scene here where the doctor who's talking uh just kind of like making some small talk and when billy says something in english uh, he starts speaking in English too, and he's like, "Oh, I, I studied in I studied in England uh, from when I was doing my my med school and blah blah blah." And he starts talking, and Billy just starts asking him dead serious questions about everything that's going on in front of Nene in English because Nene can't understand English, and I think this is, this is I think what's so beautiful about this film is I think both English only speaking audiences and Chinese only speaking audiences I feel like they both get a unique experience out of this movie. Uh, and it works on both sides, but there's something fascinating about English becoming the secret language in this, and I was feeling like we we're in on it a little bit, uh, at least when I was watching it, where I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm in the secret. <laughs> I'm in on I, this. I think it's it's moments like this that make you say, I wouldn't necessarily class this as a foreign film. Yeah, because it comes from the perspective almost of someone who speaks English first. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I, I think the other thing that makes it work that way as well is that because Billy at the start of the movie is definitely more american because that's where she's been living since she was in her single digits um she comes to all this stuff as kind of an alien like where everything is very weird and culture shock to her and because of that 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 you know that point of view is more aligned with all the people who have that same that you know that same reaction like oh this is all kind of strange and this is not how we do things so mm. it puts us more in her shoes and then over the course of the film we maybe discover along with her why this maybe does make sense to them why, why they do this and maybe there is value in it and it has merit and I, and those moments do kind of you know we'll get to spoilers later but those moments do kind of crop up yeah because at the start of it she is of the opinion that this is just plain wrong um you know, morally wrong yeah she thinks it's cruel she's like no she should no she should have her choice she should be able to say goodbye she should be able to you know do these things yeah. and there's a scene where it's like, oh in america this would be illegal and she doesn't know the word for illegal um there's a couple of moments that i really like i there's a i won't spoil what it is but there's a moment towards the end at the, the wedding where, where she's giving a speech and i love that she's just shouts out to her dad at one point oh how do i say this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i like that right, it's quite funny um but but those moments, you know, and, and let's say you know, it, it starts off with that opinion, and it definitely softens over the movie. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I checked by the way; it's uh, Mandarin. It's the, Mandarin. Movie. Okay. Yeah. I I usually assume Mandarin, but the one time I assumed that and got it wrong was when we did that pilot for uh, was it Warrior? Yeah. And that was Cantonese. So did uh, did you get crucified in the comments section? No, no, just corrected. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I I'm familiar with the YouTube's comment section. That sometimes. That's just... I just, I always think of Mandarin being the main one for whatever reason. Um, but I do as well. I don't know if it actually 
is or if it's just the films that we tend to get uh well my, my perspective pers- no my perspective is more specific than that it's nothing to do with the movies it's uh, uh my friend growing up was uh from a chinese family and he he didn't speak any chinese he, or mandarin or Cantonese. he was uh he, you know, he was he was from here. <laughs> he spoke English, uh, but uh, his family, his dad, and all that were from 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 Hong Kong, and basically, what I heard from them, which may have been a biased viewpoint, admittedly, may have been a superior complex, but they spoke Mandarin, and it's like, oh yeah, we can speak Cantonese if we want to, because it's the easier one, but Mandarin is the proper one, and that was the actual. And while that's true, I don't know, but that's what I got from them. So that uh, definitely sounds like a superiority complex. Yeah, it sounds like a, maybe a bit of bias in there, but uh, that was the just I so because I think because of that, I've always thought of Mandarin as being the main one, and then Cantonese is kind of the offshoot uh, of it. Yeah, not like I said, just personal experience it is you know most of my experience with any sort of Chinese language that, that I can understand. That's not just you know written on something that has no relevance to me is in in movies or, or whatever, and you know more often than not that has been mandarin but you know that again that might just be oh well that's what these movies have happened to be produced in and given me that impression uh it's possible possible uh but no so and i loved all the language stuff of it like jumping back and forth and her kind of like struggling well not struggling but like you know encountering roadblocks every once in a while where she had to like you know ask what how to say one yeah, it's, it's it's words that a six or seven year old usually wouldn't need to know or if they were it's, it's you know just things that she's forgotten yeah so I liked all that stuff a lot. Uh, performances were very good. I, I think Nene is very likable, and I, I think she's kind of got that everyone's grand kind of vibe to her, where she she's constantly like, no, 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 everything's important, and I'm in charge, and you know, everything, you you have to eat more, you have to do this more. Like she's everyone's grand. She knows, you know, it's, it's... Try, trying to give you money. Yes, yes. <laughs> like t- turns out, g- grandmothers are the same in every country. <laughs> apparently, yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> They may, may, may know or not know that they're dying of cancer, but they'll always try and give you money. Uh, so, <laughs> so no. Uh, I don't want to really say any more about I want to give a spoiler warning before I really talk about anything else that goes on, so I'll, I'll just wrap up this part and say it's very, very good. So, Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to spoilers, I'll take this time to thank our Patreon producers. For the month, thanks to David Sharp, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess for being our Patreon producers. That means they're patrons at the $20 tier are up. And you don't have to do that. Of course, you can support us for as little as $1 per month over at patreon.com slash TV and get some bonuses for your troubles. Uh, you get some bonus episodes of some of the other movie podcasts like Screams After Midnight and the Atomic Cinema Experiment. At the $5 tier, you get early access to a bunch of stuff, uh, including this. Uh, in fact, starting basically from this episode on, every 121 episode will be a day early on Patreon at the $5 tier. So uh, you can go and uh, have a have a look at that. Uh, you get voting rates as well for stuff. So go and have a look and see if you're interested uh, and help us keep all the content coming. But yeah, so full spoilers for The Farewell. So a couple of big things that sort of come in more towards the end. And, I, and it never really occurred to me until like maybe halfway, two-thirds through that it, I was like, oh yeah, like she's not going to be dead before they leave. Like, because, you know, part of me at the start of the movie, I'm like, oh, it's going to end with a big death, you know, they're around the bed and she's dying. And, you know, it may be because at one point in the movie, they revealed that she lied to her husband about having cancer and she told him right at the end, you know, right before it was time for him to go. Like, yeah, that's a big part of like, okay, well, we'll when will we tell her? And it's like, well, when it's time, we'll know when it's close. Yeah. Um, 
but there's a there's a sort of but it's almost sadder towards the end when she starts saying things like oh i'll see you again soon or you know when you get married billy you know i'll throw you a big wedding too and like just things like that and it starts to feel really bittersweet because it's like oh they, they all they at least are all expecting that this is the last time they're ever going to see her is this trip so yeah it has this bittersweet thing to it and one of my favorite scenes of the movie is actually right near the end when she's saying goodbye to them like you know billy and her parents are getting in the car to leave and she's hugging them and for her it's just goodbye i'll see you next time you come visit and for but for billy and her parents it's like bye we're never going to see you again <laughs> because you're dying and it's a genuinely really touching scene that is kind of it's an interesting dynamic just from the drama because like i don't know if i've seen this before where one character doesn't know they're dying and the others do and they have to say goodbye because obviously by this point in the movie billy has you know ran away from the uh the wedding photos to go and make sure she doesn't find out the truth from the the hospital reports it, it, you know we we see moments of her mid like wedding preparations or mid wedding dinner where she's like clearly you know nene's delighted and she's like talking to people and she's she's clearly this is like what she loves doing she loves doing stuff for her family she loves being all this and it's kind of like one of these moments where billy kind of looks at her and goes yeah i kind of i kind of get why they've not told her because if she knew she was dying right now she would not feel like this she she would be spending all the time and yeah moping around and, and trying to say all her goodbyes and and you know but she wouldn't be happy like she is clearly in this scene so i think i think what makes the sort of the back chunk of the movie really interesting to me is that they all just kind of have to leave even though she's not dead yet and just accepting yeah, that like, and all the rest of the family had kind of went in knowing that and are okay with it but billy is like no i want to stay and you know and spend some time here yeah and she, all like, you can't you'll 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 ruin it <laughs> yeah she kind of goes through the sort of emotions of like okay it's eventually like agreeing and learning or at least understanding why they're not telling her and then when she even when she's sort of starting to be on the verge of sort of feeling okay with that it's like well i don't want to leave her now well you know while she's dying i want to stay here with her but it's like no no, no we have to play it as if everything's fine and normal uh, and it's this really kind of kind of sad thing uh, and that's why honestly one of the most because obviously a lot of true stories end with a, you know some text will come up saying blah 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 and you know so, so since it's happened yeah, in this year yeah um this might be the most uplifting piece of text at the end of a true story i have ever seen because it comes up with food because halfway through the movie it shows uh uh Mamie or nene does this uh this like sort of exercise where she's like punching the air and she's like screaming and just it's like a sort of therapeutic thing it's kind of like almost like a karate sort of like martial arts chop push yeah, she's she sort of punching the air and going, ah, ah, and it's just kind of this weird thing. And she looks kind of silly and she tries to get Billy to do it. And, you know, the, the, the actual final scene of the movie is Billy back in New York doing this in the middle of, you know, the city, uh, just screaming at the top of her lungs uh, and finally letting things go. But it cuts to black and we see, you know, a little clip of the real nanny, the woman this is based on, doing this in her home. Little home video. Right, and there's no texture. And I'm like, oh, this is sweet. You know, showing the real person at the end. Okay, this is kind of, you're going to dedicate the movie to her, obviously. And again, this is something you see reasonably often in these sorts of movies. Yeah, but it comes up saying, um, you know, this is Nene uh, today, six years after she was diagnosed. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> she's she's yeah. still alive? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's kind of nice. That's a happy yeah. ending. <laughs> she's yeah, not even I dead mean- yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she might be by now. Who knows? <laughs> I've just put a downer on it. Like, yeah, 
but I mean, she she got like she they were all expecting months, and she she got at least six years out of it. Like that's that's pretty yeah. Notable. Cancer's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, it reminds me a little bit actually. I'd been, did you ever see Theory of Theory of Everything? Uh, yes. About uh, young yeah. Stephen Hawking. Um, one of the things I didn't know about Stephen Hawking is that when he was diagnosed with his disease, is that he was told he'd have no more than two years to live, and he was mm-hmm. told that at like what twenty-one. Anyway, the point being is that sometimes people defy the odds, and. Uh, this is just a really uplifting little thing. It's, it's, it's this thing because this movie does make you really sad, and not in like a super. It's sort of it's sort of sad in a sort of accepting way because it's just about accepting that everyone dies and you eventually have to say goodbye to everyone, right? Yeah. Um, it didn't really. I mean, the movie's sort of the point of the movie doesn't need the upswing. It just so happens that the real life story has this upswing that we can hey. Have yeah, it. it's 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 different. Like I say, cancer's a weird one where. You can fight it and do all the therapy and operations you want and still last, you know, six months. Or you can do nothing and here you go six years later. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. So, you know, it's just got that uplifting beat to it. But yeah, the scene we were talking about earlier, though, when she asks, you know, how to say something at the wedding, it was congratulations because she makes this, this little awkward speech. Uh, it just walks off stage and the camera stays there long enough that you know oh, she's walking back on it's just it's waiting for the beat for it to walk back on and she walks back on and says oh yes yeah, it's supposed to be a wedding uh, dad how do you say congratulations oh yeah uh, <laughs> and it just shouts out and she's like yeah, there you go and everyone's like oh thanks because the uncle makes a big speech and he gets really he starts like just breaking down and crying and then they keep playing it off as oh it's all happy tears it's happy tears because you know the young the young boy in the family is getting married yeah <laughs> and, um you know, it's delightful. It's, uh, there's a lot of funny things, like when they go to have their wedding photos taken, and Nene's just like, "Come on, at least pretend you're in love." Yeah, um, actually, one of my favorite running things in the movie is that the bride to be just like she. I, I, I'm going to complain because there's a scene where she's like lost her earring or something like that, and I hated this scene. Not because the scene itself was bad. It's actually a really good scene where uh, Billy tries to say to her mum that she wants to stay and help help you know Nene. But uh, I hate the scene for one reason because the bride-to-be speaks in this scene and i thought it was really funny up until this point that she didn't have a single line of dialogue it just every every time we see her in the movie she just has this look of awkward like i agree i agreed to like go along with this because you know they have been dating they're not like it's not like a fake couple but it's like they've been dating for like two or three months and she's like it's just this look in her face of i agreed to this because it's the nice thing to do but like i wasn't ready Definitely for this craziness this <laughs> she yeah. has that look in her face the entire time um and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they do actually go through with the wedding. Technically, like they are married at the end. Um, I don't know if they actually made they they, they performed a ceremony. Uh, yeah, yes. I don't think it was a, like an official thing, or there was no signing of any hey, documents. Nene lasted six more years at least. Like eventually, they were going to have to sign some documents <laughs> to keep this charade up. I no, I disagree because they were <laughs> moving back to Japan, presumably. Uh, okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, different country. They get away with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, you were tell, telling me earlier that uh, <laughs> she, they had to tell her as the movie was coming out because she was she still didn't still know. There. And, and you know, press tour, they were like, "Oh shit, yeah." Um, like she visited the set while they were filming multiple times and realized that it was about you know their family because it was fairly clear. Yeah. But um, luckily, whatever day she was there, what they were filming didn't directly give it away. It was just, "Oh, mm. we're here filming," you know, the wedding, and she was like, "Oh, I recognize this." Uh, and just, <laughs> that's really putting it off as long as you can, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, 
I mean, I suppose on the one hand you'd be kind of scared, but then on the other hand you'd be like, yeah, but it's been six years and I'm still alive, so clearly I'm doing well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I've defied yeah. the odds already. I, I imagine when she started writing the film, you know, uh, she was like, well, by the time this comes out and it's all done and ready, probably nothing to worry about. Yeah, she probably wrote the film two years ago. Yeah. She's probably thinking, all right, I know it's been a few years, but I mean, it's, it's cancer. She's got, she's going to die eventually. This is, she's obviously, by the time she's writing this movie, she's already accepted that. This is such a stubborn old woman thing, actually, to just ref- to refuse to die. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it just is. <laughs> it really is. It is. And especially when it's something like this, where you're going to make a teller with the film. <laughs> just, 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 just to not die out of stubbornness. They should have told her during the press tour. They should have somehow like, just waited till they could show the movie and just have her watch the movie and just have this like, the, and just sort of like pay attention to the moment she realizes that this is. This. I, I wonder if they did show her like an early cut before they did, mm. the pre- or was it just you know, all right, press tour's coming out, let's sit down. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's potential. There's potential. Yeah. Now. I like. I think the the movie. What what I'll give them because one of the things I always talk about horror movies is that I love when horror movies have like interesting mechanics that they then play with, and I don't normally talk about that with dramas because it doesn't usually apply in the same way. But in this one, it almost kind of parallels what I like about horror movies in that it created a completely new situation that I've never really seen done in a story before, and it created all this unique drama that I've never seen. Like, them, like the, that, the awkward moment early on where, she, you know, Billy first arrives in China because her parents didn't want her to come because she'll give it away because she doesn't have the game face for it. It's too emotional. And she walks in and everyone's kind of staring at her and, like, Nanny's like, oh, my granddaughter Billy! And she's like, great hugger. And everyone's, like, just sitting there, like, not moving. They're oh, terrified. Shit. They're ter- And they're like, it's just such a unique scene because I've never seen this ex- thing play out. terrified for the granddaughter walking in. That's it. She didn't even do anything. It's just, it creates these unique sources of tension. But like we said earlier, not in like a super like thriller way where it's like, you know, life or death. It's just, just these like moments. Even, yeah. even the scene when they're like, they're running to, she's gone to the hospital for whatever reason, just you know, off on her own. And they're like, oh my God, she's gone to the hospital. We need to stop her. We need to get there before. Her. And they're running. And it, it's played as, as tense. And, but like you say, it's, it's not life or death. They're still just trying to get to the hospital before her. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, um, there's actually a real nice touch in that scene as well. Oh yeah, uh, where they're you know it's when they're on like the the bridge with this with the staircase trying to get to the hospital when they're like trying to find Nanny like where is she, um, and they're speaking in Mandarin but there's no subtitles, um, just to, just so that we feel as confused as well like you know like Billy does still like in that moment where it's just yeah that's uh, a nice it's touch off. yeah um also a nice touch is that she can't read the the, the report because she gets the report the, the the medical report and she can't read it and i think the woman she's with is like the the uncle's wife so she's japanese and she's like i can't read it either <laughs> i can't read this yeah i, I think i think it was just a it might have been like a, a family friend i think it was just a, an older one who couldn't read right i don't think i don't think she was oh you're right you're right you're right no she said yeah she she, she never learned to read that's what it was yeah 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 um, it was just like okay, that's of her age, and in that country, that time, you know, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all the girls learn to read. Yeah, um, but I like that touch. She she can't actually read it, so they, so they kind of have to rush off to someone else to like find out what it says, and uh, yeah, and, and then, then photocopy it and change the, the 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 report a little bit, and you know, so that they can show it to her and be like, see, everything's fine. A benign shadow. That's that's what the story was. Yeah. It's just some benign like, shadows. And they're like, what the hell is that? And they're like, 
Well, benign means it's good, so it's fine. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> Just put it in. <laughs> yeah. No, all, all that stuff was really fun. Uh, As I say, there, there are a lot of funny moments. I mean, that we were talking about there with the, the, the doctor who, who spoke English. And as soon as she explains it to her grandmother, it's like, oh, he speaks English. She turns, she turns to, uh, in, you know, in back into Mandarin, she turns to the dog, it's like, oh, you speak English? She's like, yeah. Goes, are you married? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, he's a doctor. He speaks English. Belly. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to this man. Uh, so, no, yeah, such a grandmother. I, I, I think the, yeah, hell, even the even the groom to be. I was mentioning the braid to be. Even the groom to be has this kind of like dead eye look in his face, like the entire time. It's, you could always tell that his parents have been like, right, son, you're going to, need to go through with this. He's like, I've only been doing it for three months, Dad. I'm not ready to propose yet. It's like tough. <laughs> it's it's like just none of this was his idea. He didn't want to do yeah. any of this. He's got swindled into it, and it's like so, honey. <laughs> how do you feel about pretending to be married just so that we can have an excuse to to, to to see the grandmother but there is a lot of heart to this movie where by the end of it you kind of see like how much the family do do things for each other and i think as much as the bride to be does have this kind of look of like fear in her face for a lot of the movie i have to i have to at least like to think that by the end of it she's like hey this family kind of do anything for each other maybe, maybe this is actually a great family to marry into when the time comes <laughs> um, maybe yeah because, you know, I, mean, I think a lot of that is, is there, you know, as a, a lot of what we learn. The uncle uh, says to Billy at one point, like, hey, like, you, you come from, you know, you live in a place where it's all about the individual and being independent, but here it's all about everyone's part of, a, you know, a, a unit. Well, it's the, the your, you know, entire, not population, but your community, uh, but certainly your family is a more sort of, you know, core of that um, and how everyone sort of shares the burden of something like this. Uh, instead of her having to share the burden with it, um, and it's it's a weird thing, like you know, like if you ask me, like, would I want to know, like, would I want to have this instead and not not know that I'm dying at some point? I don't know. I actually don't have an answer because part of me like, does want to know. You know, I want I want to accept it and so on. Yeah, but at the same time, also, I, I mean, it sounds easier. Yeah, love the life for a little bit, and I think, like I say, it's interesting because it's something that I didn't really know about that this was a a thing. But obviously it is. It's a very common thing. And, you know, this isn't like the, the thing that makes this movie unique is not this topic necessarily, because I, in, in the Eastern in cultures, this is clearly common or at least done and, you know, widely known. Whereas to us, this this feels alien. Right. And, oh, yeah. and that's what makes it unique is is the coming at it from that uh, Western perspective, um, which Billy undoubtedly has, having lived most of her life in America. And as, as much as she is. You know, um, Chinese by birth, she's a Chinese family. She feels more American than Chinese. Yeah, there's a whole scene at the dinner table where they're talking about why they moved and the benefits of America versus China, and you know, and even Japan as well. A little bit comes in, but uh, you know, because they talk about how you're sending your young son, who's you know quite young, off to school uh, in America uh, for whatever he's doing. And like, yeah, but he's going to come back. And it's like, yeah, that's not really up to you. Like, <laughs> once he's there, he may, you know, meet someone. He may want to stay there. Like, you know, so it becomes this kind of debate of uh, of which culture they belong to and what one they wanted to say to belong to and, and so on. And that stuff's uh, really solid. And obviously the other interesting part that makes it fun as a movie is for on top of the culture kind of clash stuff because Billy is so, you know, Americanized compared to everyone else, is that 
because everyone's left the country, they have to have some big excuse to all come back. So they have to do this fake wedding. Like, you know, I, I typically I imagine everyone's living close by, so they don't need an excuse to come and see her or whoever's dying yeah. often, right? They can just show up. But this is like, no, no, we actually need an excuse to fly halfway around the world at the same time. Yeah, uh, otherwise this will be weird. Yeah, so we get the the wedding. So, no, it's a heartfelt film with uh, good characters. It's got a really nice life lesson, sort of bittersweet message, and it gives you two viewpoints. Because this is the thing, as much as Billy sees this way and the merits of this way by the end of it, it doesn't demonize the other way. Either. It doesn't demonize the way we do it. It. Ne- it never says that this is the right way. It just says this is our way. Yeah. Right? Uh, and, and and it's like, well, and that's okay. That's that's the whole point, is, is trying to get through to Billy that, hey, this is okay. This is just what we do. That doesn't mean it's wrong. doesn't mean it's right. It's just what we do. And that's okay here. Yeah. So to go back to that opening moment I talked about is Billy over the course of the film had to learn to, that some people do want to just accept what's coming and not take it into their own hands. You know, she couldn't understand that. Um, yeah. And over the course of the film, she's, you know, she comes to that point. So, um, and it's also, I mean, it, it plays into other things as well. She doesn't want help. She doesn't obviously want the money from her, from, from Nene. You know, at one point her dad's trying to talk to her about, Hey, like you're doing okay. You know, you, are you okay for money? Do you need some help? And he's like, he's being sincere. He's like, hey, do you want some help? I mean, we, you know, we can help you out. And she's like, no, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Like, she doesn't want help. She doesn't want to admit that she really, needs help. Really stubborn. He's like, no, I can do it all on my own. Which again ties out the whole idea of the family supposed to be able to support each other, and she's refusing help from anyone. She sees herself as a lone yeah. wolf. Um, and that's kind of kind of it. So it's it's uh, basically a story of a loner realizing they shouldn't maybe be a loner if they have the option. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, if only we all had the option. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's pretty much it. That's the farewell. It is a fantastic movie. Obviously, some scenes and stuff we didn't talk about, but um, I would highly recommend checking it out. Uh, it is uh, another film from 2019 that I'm glad I've caught up on. And uh, we do yeah. have more 2019 catch up planned. Uh, in fact, I think we may even record one tomorrow. Uh, not that you'll oh, see it. We now? You won't see it tomorrow, but we, we might record one tomorrow at the time of recording. Uh, obviously, this is the last one that will go out before the Oscars because the Oscars are absurdly early this year for some reason. But yeah, hey, that's what it is. Uh, what are you giving the farewell? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight point five. Yeah, I'll give it the point five. Okay, okay. Um, it's funny because I, I think I came out of it thinking an eight, but having talked about it, I'm tempted to also bump up the point five. Fun fact, in my rec, because I watched this maybe a, a week ago or so, I, I did have this as an eight. And, you know, talking about it and, and having thought about it for, you know, a week or so, I have decided, you know, just over the course of this, going, no, 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 this, this deserves the extra 0.5, I think. Yeah. I'll go 8.5. Let's, let's, let's do it. So there you go. That's the farewell. You can let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. As mentioned earlier, you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV. So go and have a look at that. You can support us in other ways too, such as, uh, you know, digging the bell on YouTube for notifications, sharing us on social media, all that kind of stuff. Uh, go, and, go and do that. And rate the podcast, of course, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, the podcast feed has actually been renamed to just 121 in Flux. Uh, which isn't a big deal if you're already subscribed, but if you're looking for the audio version of this podcast, it's 121 in Flux now. Uh, so go and have, have a look-see. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And if you can get it, it's always nice to have diplomatic immunity.